Chabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, let's go over to uh, to Zambia now to speak to a man that's probably well known here in South Africa. Spent a number of years here doing some great work and a former um, general secretary of the Zambia Football Association, Mr. Ponga Liwewe, who joins us on the line. Good evening, sir. Happy New Year. Thank you very much for being able to take our call in South Africa tonight. Good evening and always a pleasure to be on the show. Thank you, Mr. Liwewe. I hope you're well. How are things in Zambia? Zambia is good. We we have a couple of uh, Africa Cup qualifying matches in March, so the team is starting to begin its preparations now. The league is running. Uh, our players overseas are doing well, so we are we are quite optimistic that we will do well this time in the qualifiers for the Africa Cup. And and what have you been up to? I know we keep on saying you're the former General Secretary of the of Affairs, and I remember when we went to Zambia in 2016, you looked very well after us, some of the media there. But what's Pongali Wewe been up to? Yeah, I've been uh, running a sports marketing business, and then from August of last year, I, I took up a position as CEO of Napsa Stars, one of the Premier League clubs. So I've clocked five months. In teams, mm. so I would say we are up into a good position. Okay, great. And and you mentioned your teams that are going to play qualifiers, Mr. Pongaliwe. And we've noticed that there's been uh, some success in Zambian football, especially the youth teams in in recent times, and even the young players are breaking through now into big leagues around the world. What you, would you say has led to that? I think there's been a refocusing on uh, youth development uh, in the last few years. And if you look at this year's Kosafa tournaments, Zambia won five out of the six tournaments. Uh, the team that didn't win was still in the final. The ladies' uh, under-17 team lost to South Africa. But all the other Kosafa Cups, uh, from the men's senior team to under-20 to under-17, Zambia won five out of the six so that, I think, reflects uh, a lot of the work that's been going on in recent years on building teams for the future. Because uh, if you recall, after 2012, Zambia was knocked out of the Cup of Nations in the first round in 2013. And then in 2015, another first round exit. And then since then, hasn't qualified. So a lot of emphasis was put on growing the youth, growing women's football. You will see that uh, Zambia was the only team at the Olympic Games in Tokyo. So the women's game and youth football has been a key focus area for Zambian football in recent times. And what's the long-term planning? What's the vision? Do you have, do you have time frames? Well, I think the association is looking to make Zambia an effective force once again in African football. I mean, in recent years, the teams that have succeeded are those who have the most players in Europe. So the emphasis on youth development is to get as many young Zambian players getting into the European market. And then that way, the team will become competitive once again. Because if you look at all the teams playing at the World Cup level, at the top levels, it's it's really based on which teams has players in the strongest leagues in European football. And those are the countries which are now dominating our, our game in Africa. So I think Zambia realized that we have to get more and more players at the higher levels of football in Europe. And that's the only way we can become competitive again. Okay, great. Thanks for that insight because a lot of people I was speaking to Tabo Sinong, Coach Sinong the other day and he was saying Zambia is now the country to look out for and they're doing some great work there. But Mr. Pongaliwe, we've called you because we're concerned about Enoch after hearing the news that he's fallen ill again. Firstly, how much do we know about his current condition? How is he doing? 
Yes, over the weekend we we heard reports that he he was unwell, and uh, the story is that he was driving, and uh, I think the cars around him noticed that his car was being uh, driven a little bit erratically, and so he parked the car, came out, and then uh, the story is that he he then. Uh, went and uh, and fell down once he had opened the door of the car. So he clearly was not well. He was rushed to hospital. Uh, and of course, uh, given his heart condition, he was taken to a recently built top heart hospital in Lusaka. And that's where he was admitted. And then of course, later on, it came to our attention that uh, he had suffered a, a sort of a heart ailment. Now the initial story is that he's uh, he's had a pacemaker fitted after his uh, tribulations with his heart in uh, at Brighton, um, and that the pacemaker may have been uh, not functioning as well as it should have. So that's the initial story. He has been in intensive care. Um, he's receiving treatment, but the word is that he's he's much better than when he first arrived and that uh, he's stabilizing. But uh, for precautionary purposes, they've decided to keep him in the intensive care unit. So that's the update with uh, Enoch Mwepo at this stage. And and how has the reaction been in Zambia? I mean, we are here in South Africa and we're so concerned, especially because of what happened last day when he was forced to retire from football. Yes, there was a lot of alarm and, uh, you know, concern across the country. And of course, uh, messages started to come in from, from all over the countries, wishing him well, wishing him quick recovery from, from all the way to the top politically, to people from the sports fraternity, the general public. So, uh, you know, everybody is a little bit uh, relieved now that uh, he's turning around uh, after after his initial incident when he collapsed on uh, over the weekend. So there, there is a lot of relief now that uh, he's much better. And of course, after he he was told he couldn't play, he's been given a, a position at Brighton to work with the youth teams, the under nine team. So we are still wishing to see him involved in the game of football, not only in the UK but also for Zambia. So we we kept our fingers crossed, and we're glad to hear now that he's uh, looking better and feeling much better now from uh, initially. And since he's been back home in Zambia, has he been able to speak to people, to the media? And the reason I'm asking is just to check on his mental state. Maybe how has he dealt with with the, with the news that his career is over? How is he mentally? Yeah, I think initially when the the news was broken, I mean, he was he was with the national team in uh, in Mali for an international fixture when he first fell ill. And then uh, when he got back to to Brighton, it was then revealed that he actually had a, a heart condition which wouldn't allow him to play football. So he he took it well in his stride, you know, he 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 was just happy that, you know, it had been discovered before the consequences could have been worse. Um, and now that he's involved in the game at the club level with Brighton, now on the coaching front, you know, I think he felt that he had turned the page on the playing career, but would still very much be involved in the game of football. So he he has shown uh, a strong spirit, a strong will to get on with his life, to still be a contributor in the game of football, to still have football in his life. And uh, that positive thinking has really, you know, surprised a lot of people that he had the mental strength the strength of character to say, look, this has happened, but uh, I will go on with my life. I will stay in football. And, and that's been really optimistic.
So it sounds like has he accepted this coaching job at Brighton with the under nines? Because um, I see even when he fell ill, Brighton also released a statement, and they also said that they will they they can assist when wherever they are needed. So is he still part of Brighton officially? Yes, he's very much uh, part of Brighton. Obviously, he, he he has come to Zambia to attend to his family matters and uh, to attend to his personal affairs. But he is very much part of the Brighton coaching team now. And of course, uh, he starts with the kids. But over time, there's expectations that he will grow into the game. And, uh, you know, people are already talking about him being a potential future Zambian coach many years down the line. So we are optimistic that uh, it's been a good move by Brighton to support him at uh, at such a dark time for his playing career and that, uh, you know, the door is opening on a new chapter of his life and that he will succeed in that chapter. Yeah, and, and I know obviously the first priority is his health and his well-being, but how big a blow was it for Zambian football to lose, to lose their captain at the time, especially at the peak of his career? Well, without doubt, I mean, uh, you know, everybody talks about the glory days of the 80s and 90s in Zambian football. You know, we, we, we had some really great midfielders there. But since then, you know, Mwepu was the one player who came out of the under-20 team and showed the promise of the past. I mean, everybody was saying, you know, he's probably the most creative Zambian midfielder in the last 30 years. So there was a lot of optimism that, you know, his would be the shoulders that Zambian football would be revived on. And uh, at his young age, he was appointed captain. That in itself of the national side showed that uh, the high regard he was held with by the coaching staff and the plan that he would be the one to dominate Zambian football for, for many years as, a, as the most talented player to come through the ranks. Okay, for those who are just joining us, we are speaking to Mr. Pongaliwewe just to get an update on uh, Inokumuwepu. We read this past weekend that he had fallen ill in Zambia and he had to be rushed to hospital. And obviously, it's a huge concern considering the medical condition or the heart condition that was discovered last year that forced him to retire from uh, football. So we do understand that um, he is still in hospital, uh, but it, it, it seems like it is turning around for him um, at the moment in Inokumuwepu. And we do wish him a full and a speedy recovery. Uh, Recovery, and we've already got a voice note. Okay, let's play the voice note 061 Yeah, Good evening, Tabi. So, yeah, it's very impressive how um, Chipolo Polo are really working on their development. Uh, I mean, uh, in South Africa, while we are happy with the likes of Chabalala, Zwane, Duba, and uh, others playing for big teams like Kaiser Chiefs and that. Malula and others playing for Sundowns, but the reality is that uh, they that that doesn't reflect on any good results for our national team or even our junior national teams. But with them, they are not happy to see the youngsters playing in their top league, but they want to see them playing in Europe, which is where players are properly developed and uh, are challenged week in week out you know against the best in the world and uh, it won't be surprised when we see chipolo polo starting to rise again in african football anonymous 
Okay, thanks for that, Anonymous. And they are really producing these players, uh, Zambia. I mean, you've got uh, Fashion Sakala, we've, we've mentioned Inokumwepu, and Petsin Takar also at Leicester City. And it seems like there was a plan then to focus on youth football and also uh, to focus on, on, on women's football also. And in years to come, I think they will reap the rewards of this. But um, what about the, the men's senior national team, Ponga? Where, where do you feel that men's senior national team is at the moment? Yeah, I think we are a team in transition. We still have a little bit of a dependence on our local players. And, and I think uh, we saw in the last Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers that when we played the North Africans like the Tunisians, the Algerians, you know, they exposed us a little bit at the uh, You just mentioned them now in Patsandaka at Leicester, uh, you know, Sakala at uh, Glasgow Rangers, Klings Kangwa uh, was playing in Russia, is playing in Russia. So we have a couple of players, but defensively we still rely on our domestic component of players, our local players, and that's where we've been found lacking a little bit. So we, we recently went out in the last uh, six to eight months, we, we got a player called Frankie Musonda playing in the first division in Scotland. We are looking at uh, at another player who's playing in the in the MLS. Um, we're just working on his his uh, naturalization papers because he he does have American citizenship, but is entitled to Zambian citizenship. So we've broadened our selection by looking outside and saying while we're developing our local players, we still need to look outside and tap into Zambian players who have more exposure than those playing domestically who can make a difference at the national level. So that's the thinking at the moment. So I would say we are a team in a sort of transition, trying to get back to where we were and looking uh, uh, using two prongs Firstly, looking for more Zambian players outside, but also looking to put more younger players in the in the international markets as well. So I'd say we are in a transition at the moment. And and just finally on this one, is South Africa still seen as an attractive league uh, by Zambians as a stepping stone, maybe to get into into Europe, or do, uh, or, or do you feel that the players can go directly from Zambia to Europe now? Yeah, I still believe that South Africa is an important area because it's a lot easier for, for Zambian players in the South African League to, to get opportunities to, to, to step outside of the African continent. Although we, I think we, we are in a similar frame of mind as, as some of the South African League players who, once they get into, into the higher levels of South African football, are comfortable. You know, they can live a decent lifestyle. They can afford to buy a decent car. They can afford to buy decent property. So sometimes, you know, the players may not feel driven to give, you know, even more than they've given to get that level. They feel satisfied that they've, they've made it. And I think this is an area where, you know, in the Southern African region, we have to be more aggressive, be more uh, uh, more positive towards getting our careers to the higher levels. And I think it's not only South Africa, it's not only Zambia, but I would say it's a Southern African phenomenon where we get satisfied once we get to, to the lower levels of, of riches in football. Okay, Mr. Liwewe, thanks for speaking to us here in South Africa, for giving us an update, firstly, on Inokumwepu, and we wish him a speedy recovery, but also thanks for the insight just into what's happening with Zambian football at the moment, and we'll keep an eye on that. And there is a message to say, uh, pass my regards to Mr. Liwewe, 
um, from Trevor Tuso on social media and tell him to look out for Larry Boalia. Is it the one at Amazulu? Really Boalia there. Uh, yeah, he's, he's had some few good showings there and he looks like a proper player. So I hope you heard that, Mr. Liwewe. Thank you very much and regards uh, to everybody out there and always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you, sir. There's also Friday Samu, guys, at um, Marispec United. Have you guys seen Friday Samu? He does look like he's got something there with him, eh? Friday Samu, if he can just play regularly. I think he was one of their top scorers, actually, in their league um, last season. Okay, so so basically, just to cut a long story short, Inokumuepo was driving, and then the other motorist around him noticed that his car was veering off the road and was swerving, and then that's when they realized something was wrong, and his car thing came to a halt, and then he collapsed, and he was rushed to hospital, and initial reports are that maybe the pacemaker that was fitted uh, was not functioning properly at the moment he is still in ICU but there is some improvement in his condition and they are hopeful that he will turn things around or things will turn around for Inokumwepu so please uh, let's keep him in our thoughts and prayers Tabiso